You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So today I have a very, very special guest on the line. I have Hugh Holston. Now, Hugh Holston currently serves on the Greensboro City Council as a council member at large, and he's also running in this upcoming election. He's a native of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and is a graduate of UNC at Chapel Hill with a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration. He does a ton of things around the city um, as far far as um, volunteering, helping in the community, things like that. But I wanted to have him on today to kind of go over what city council does, because city council affects your money way more than you think they do. Um, And so I wanted to have him on just to explain the role of a city council person. And this pretty much, even though we're going to be talking kind of about my city, this rinse and repeat (laughs) wherever you live. I'm pretty sure you have a city council. So thank you so much, Hugh, for coming on the show today. Thank you, Tiffany, for having me. Very happy to be here. Happy to share with your listeners, uh, with your viewers as to what we do in in Greensboro City Council. And as you said, uh, city councils and other municipal uh, institutions around the nation. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in. So um, I I feel like city councils, mayors, you know, things like that. A lot of people don't really pay attention to those positions, even though they affect, you know, as I've been paying more attention myself, they affect a lot of areas of our lives. So when it comes to your city council people, what do they do? Um, Do they just sit there and make rules or like what do they do? Well, uh, Tiffany, let me start by saying kind of what we don't do. Uh, a lot of people, when they think of, of politics and government, they, they really think of what they hear coming out of Washington, D.C. You know, the, the, the big ticket issues, they talk about immigration, they talk about uh, uh, foreign affairs, talk about uh, all that stuff that's, that's up in Washington, D.C. with the senators and the House and the president and all the different departments. Uh, but really what we do here, uh, there's an old saying that all politics is local. Uh, and that's what city council, uh, that's what our responsibility is, is to take care of the local things for our residents. Uh, city council is really just the legislative branch of the city government. And we, in simple terms, we decide what services will be provided and how to pay for them. Uh, some of the things that we do, those things that really impact us on a on a daily basis, each of each and every one of us here in Greensboro, uh, think about uh, public safety. Think about the, the fire department, the police department, nine one one. You call them. Think about the the city bus transit system. Think about the the water that you have, and 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 the sewer services and trash services. Uh, think about when you need sidewalks in your community. Think about if there are potholes in the streets. Think about when it's time to. It's the weekend, you want to go out and enjoy yourself, and you end up at Barber Park. Think about the libraries when you need some research. Uh, think about if you, if you have a business and you need a license, uh, think about that kind of stuff. Uh, also think about uh, if you have a need. If, 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 if there's something going on, there's a street light out in your, in your neighborhood, and you want it fixed, who do you call? 
And we also do things, you know, the ABC is also a part of what we do. So it's really those things that hit close to home, uh, things that in, in a sense we sometimes take for granted because we're looking at the bigger picture and what's on the nightly news. But it's the things that, that city council uh, has a part of and is responsible for that really has a big impact on the citizens of Greensboro. Interesting, interesting. So let's go back a little bit to our <laughs> to our civics classes, right? Because I'm like, you mentioned that, you know, that's just the legislative branch of the government. So what are the other parts? Like, does city council depend on other people um, in the city, like other positions? Yeah, they, they, there are other other groups within the city government. You have, you know, legislative, uh, you have the executive, and for instance, that's where the city manager's office is. The city manager and the assistant city manager; those are the ones who, in a sense, run the the day to day, and they run the different uh, departments. Uh, those are primarily the, the the largest units that we have. Uh, there are others: the war memorial, engineering inspections, and the like. But uh, those are uh, really two of the of the primary groups that we have the legislative and the executive. Gotcha. So where does the mayor fall in in any of this? Uh, The mayor and city council, we all fall in with the uh, legislative. Uh, The legislative means that we're policy making. And let me tell you a little bit more about about us as a city council. There there are nine members in the Greensboro City Council. Different uh, city council charters may have different numbers based upon the size of the city and the like. Uh, city councils are, by the way, chartered by the state legislature. So in a sense, the city of Greensboro was established based upon a charter uh, done in Raleigh. Uh, in Greensboro, we have nine council members. Five of us uh, are in districts. There are five districts in Greensboro, and there's one person from each of those districts is sitting on city council. Then there are three members who are at large, and they, in a sense, run in all three district, uh, all five districts. And then we have the mayor who also runs in all all five districts. Um, And so that's the makeup of of our city council. Nine members, five from districts, three at large and one mayor. And we all have uh, equal votes. Gotcha. And you named off so many things (laughs) that you all affect um, from the roads to the the safety to, um, you know, lights out on the street, you know, all types of stuff. So, for instance, if somebody's having an issue, let's say there's a huge pothole um, in front of their house and it's tearing up people's cars, they would call their um, district city council person. Well, we made it even simpler than that. Uh, it used to be in, in, in the past, yes, you would pick up the phone and you would call anybody you knew to help you out, Department of Transportation, somebody in city government. But, you know, this is this is 2022. We, we have an app for that. It's called GSO Collects. You, you can go to your, your, your Google store, Google Play store or your app store and download the GSO Collects. And from there, you can report everything from... Uh, uh, potholes to street lights to someone's yard is overgrown. It's a variety of things that are out there that, that you can connect with. It's, it's an automated process. Uh, it's, it's handled very smoothly by the, by the team in Greensboro, the call center team. You can also call them at 333-373-CITY or 336-373-2489. And you can reach them by phone or 
I like to use the app myself because it's just kind of neat. It has a history of, of what you've done, uh, what you reported, when you reported it. And then they also put the notes in there as repaired or, or, or repairs coming. It's really pretty neat. What? I didn't even know. So here I am in Greensboro. I've been here since what? I was 12. So more than half my life. And I didn't even know that there was an app for this. Like when I was having issues with my neighbor, because they have an overgrown thing going on, um, I called in and, you know, and speaking of y'all, the city is very, very fast and getting stuff handled. Um, But I didn't know that I could have just used the app put in my request or my complaint and then I could keep track because really what happened after I called the city, you know, they don't call you and give you updates. I just saw like the notices next door, like you need to clean this up. And then after, after a little bit, I saw it get cleaned up. Um, But I didn't know that there was an app where you can actually track the status of all these things. So if there's anyone out there, I highly recommend because I'm about to do it after this call, um, download the Greensboro collects app because that is super important um and you know you always hear people saying yeah i wish this was better i wish that was better and they don't realize that there's a way to actually voice your concerns and people actually want to hear about them um so i think that's very important too it's a great tool i use it all the time (laughs) gotcha gotcha so let's get into um you know you all affect you know the safety um how kind of the the city runs. So like, do you all, cause this is just a question that just popped in my head when it comes to like traffic and stuff, like if there's an issue with the traffic flow or things like that, are those types of things that you all control as well? Absolutely. Uh, through our, our, our planning department, uh, transportation department, uh, we coordinate traffic control along with the uh, public safety. Uh, you know, let me step back a little bit and just just go a little deeper into what we do. One of the main things that we do is that uh, we create the budget for the city. That that's the annual budget. That is, what are we? You know, the services that we go, are going to have and how we're going to pay for it. So the uh, city manager technically creates the budget, and then uh, city council reviews and approves that budget. And that budget includes everything from uh, what we call infrastructure. That is, uh, you know, water, you know, solid waste, transportation, uh, the War Memorial Commission, which includes the Greensboro Coliseum, the Aquatic Center, Tanger. uh, And then we also do public safety. And then we have just a general government and then community service. And then we also uh, have to pay some bills, what we call debt service. And so... Uh, that's that's one of the main things that we do every year. It's usually finished around June of each year when we set the budget for the next fiscal year. That is uh, July 1st through June 30 of 2023. And right now we're actually going through the process or the city manager is going through the process of of building that budget with, with some input from us and city council, the things that we'd like to see in the budget, uh, some increases, X, Y, or Z, uh, some focus, and so I will say that, that that's one of the primary things that we do. Uh, and we can talk a little bit more about those details if you'd like. Uh, we also uh, raise money. And, you know, this is the part that most people don't don't like about uh, any government. Uh, that's that's primarily via property taxes and sales taxes. And that's really a hot topic right now because of the revaluations that have just come out. And folks have gotten their revaluation of, of, of their property. And they're seeing some increases from 20 to 60 to 70 percent. And they're concerned that, that their taxes 
are going to go up by the same amount. Uh, I will tell you that uh, I don't have an appetite for those taxes going up uh, that much. Uh, I do see some increases to help fund all the great growth you've heard coming out uh, from city council regarding Toyota or Boom and attracting new businesses, but not to the tune of 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70%. Uh, I'm not in support of that. And then uh, also what we do is we borrow money that we need. The uh, property tax and sales taxes, that usually supports those, those annual routine kinds of needs. You know, the trash service and the libraries and things that we just uh, just generally have. Then we also, over and above that, we borrow money called bonds. And, and usually you hear about them during election time because you, the citizens, have to vote on whether or not we do the bonds. And the bonds could be for additional things in parks and recreation or additional funding for housing or affordable housing or for some transit transportation that we plan to convert to. Uh, or public safety and the like. So in addition to building the budget, we're also raising money and sometimes borrowing money to fund our longer term needs. Uh, then we also get involved in uh, legal issues, uh, obviously as the legislative uh, branch of the government, uh, then we enact laws and ordinances and create policies. We contract on behalf of the city. If it's a big vendor or a small vendor, if they're doing business with the city, uh, city council has to uh, sign off and approve it. And then, of course, if there are any legal issues that come up, uh, then, then we also uh, review and work with those and look for resolutions that are solutions for everyone. Um, and then, just of course, we talked about the services we do, as I mentioned before, the libraries, uh, the business licenses, all that good stuff. And then the last thing that we do that I think is is one of the one of the things that people see the most in is, is that we're kind of the promoter, the cheerleader for the city. Uh, we're the ones who, since we're building the budget and we're looking long term down the road, we also are always, always looking to retain the businesses that we have and support them, big and small, but also looking beyond our borders, trying to bring more in. Because we know that uh, with the strategic vision, it's very, very important to have a long term view. It's kind of like I, I, I think of it as. Uh, driving a car. When you're driving a car down the highway, do you look at the hood or do you look down the road? Well, we're looking down the road at what's coming up and preparing for what's coming up, not just what's right in front of us. And so we're the cheerleader and we're very happy to have brought in uh, the boom, the Toyota, uh, that, that we've retained uh, those existing businesses and Syngenta's headquarters is, is staying expanding. Volvo's headquarters is staying expanding. It's those kinds of things that are going to help build the quality of life for those who are here now and those who are going to be coming here in the future. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, it just sounds like city council, their job is just to make the city great. Like whether it's what's presently going on or just looking towards the future on what companies would make the biggest impact or how can we employ our college students? Because Greensboro is a big college town. We have so many universities and colleges here. And, and that's an excellent point, Tiffany, because we, we are the one community in, in, in North Carolina that has seven colleges and universities, which includes the Elon Law School, in our community. And we're doing so many great things. We're bringing so many students in. We have this, this, this high-tech, high high-quality education, and we need to find ways to make sure that we retain them. So part of, part of my focus on city council is to make sure that we're bringing in the companies 
that attract the students and the employee and employees who then attract the businesses who bring in the students and the employees. You see where I'm going with this? It's a self-perpetuating model that uh, Toyota, for instance, it's the electric battery plant. They're going to be ancillary services that want to surround them. Somebody who's supplying them with something is going to want to move right next to them. And then A&T and UNCG and Guilford College and Greensboro College and all of them are going to start to, and GTCC and the high school curriculums are going to start to build curriculums around that. When they build those curriculums, then people get attracted to those curriculums and they want to come to the area, whether you're a student trying to get the skill or whether you're a, a business outside of Greensboro that wants to become a part of it. And then when they get here, those students, for instance, hopefully when they get those skills, they're going to move downtown and move someplace in Greensboro, set up shop and incubate their other businesses. And it just is, will go on and on and on. It's an, it's an exciting time to be in Greensboro. It's an exciting time uh, to be on city council. And, and I, I'm very happy that, that with my, my background, skills and experience, that I'm able to hit the ground running uh, to help make Greensboro, as you said, great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something interesting was just passed that I personally love, um, but a lot of people don't even know about. So I wanted to bring that up too. Um, city Council just passed the social district. Yes. Now, um, I was just downtown, like I'm downtown almost every day, but just seeing so many people out, I'm like, Greensboro is no longer like the humdrum, nothing going on, <laughs> you know, type of thing. There's so many businesses and just people downtown now. So if you can just explain really quickly what the social district is and why it's important. Yeah, the social district in, in simple terms is a way to uh, revitalize and energize our downtown district. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, the state authorized the charter for Greensboro, where the state authorized the charters for social districts. And I'll tell you that the Greensboro City Council was the first uh, government in North Carolina to jump on the social district. And what it means is simply uh, every day from noon to 9 p.m., every day, noon to 9 p.m., it's okay if, if you're in a restaurant and you have a beverage and you want to leave that restaurant and go walk down the street and go shopping in some of the shops, it's okay to take that drink in a special cup that will be provided to you and walk the street. And it, it, there's there's no issue with uh, legality because it's been approved by city council and by the state government. And what that's doing is it's, it's making people more mobile as opposed to going to the restaurant and having to, to drink that drink right there and then walk down the street. You can casually take it and walk down the street and go into the business. Of course, now the business has to be accepting of you coming in and they have little signs that say, welcome in with, with your beverage and go in and shop. Uh, again, it's from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, every day of the week, and we really are excited about the energy that it's bringing in, the additional energy that it's bringing into the city. Um, for us to be successful and to be great, we have to be great at a lot of good things. It can't just be just have great jobs or great schools or great businesses. We also have to have great entertainment. You know, we have Tanger downtown now that's is doing a wonderful thing. We're doing the, the the Greensboro Aquatic Center. We have the Natural Science Center. There are so many things that are going on in our community. Excuse me. We have the International Civil Rights Center Museum. We're the birthplace of civil rights, the birthplace of civil rights. You put all of this together and it begins to paint this picture that Greensboro is open for business. Greensboro is ready to go and Greensboro is ready for you to come 
live, work, and engage here and stay here. Mm -hmm. And I love like just passing that one thing. It just shows how progressive Greensboro is becoming um, to where we can start competing with cities like Charlotte and Raleigh, you know, things like that. Um, So I was super excited about that because that's one thing that I loved about Orlando. Like they do that. And I was like, oh, it's just so lively. It's interesting. You know, it's fun. And um, just to have that in place now, I, I saw from with my own eyes the difference it has made with our downtown culture and how things are going. So I just wanted to bring that up just for education for the audience. But I also want to bring up another thing and all the things that you have named off that city council affects and does. There's one thing that I didn't hear, and that is schools. So who controls the school system and how that works here in our city? Ah, in our city, the way the, the, the school funding is, uh, the Guilford County Schools is funded by the Guilford County Commissioners, not the City Council. Uh, it, it used to be when it, when the schools were uh, combined, or excuse me, were separate. You know, city schools and county schools. Uh, some some municipalities might have had the funding differently, but in Guilford County, the Guilford County Commissioners fund the Guilford County Schools. So so we really don't don't have a a direct dog in that hunt. But we do have a a, uh, a vested interest because naturally uh, many of these schools are within the boundaries of of the uh, of the city proper, and so not directly funding, but we have a direct invested interest, and we have a really good working relationship with uh, Dr. Contreras, and I'm, I'm sorry to see her leave, but also with the county commissioners. So that so so that when issues do come up that involve the schools. We are talking. We're not out of the conversation. It's just that when it comes to the actual vote itself, uh, we don't have the vote on it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I wanted to bring that up because I feel like that's super important, too, just so we can understand who controls what? Because I know, like, for instance, when people have issues with their school, they're like, I'm going to call the city. I'm going to da But the city has nothing to do with it. Um, it's really the county commissioners. And that's another election that's happening, you know, coming up soon as well. And so it's just important to understand what these different roles do and what they mean. And that's why I wanted to have Hugh on just to explain how the city works. Because I know in our day-to-day lives, we are not thinking about this stuff. We're just like, oh, okay, taxes, oh, okay, you know, pothole, whatever. Um, and we're not thinking about the people that actually make these changes for us. And, you know, when people are working in government, they're working for us. So definitely reach out to get to know them, um, utilize your resources, you know, let them know that you're there, you know, because they want to hear from you. It's the people on the street, you know, it's us, the regular citizens that can communicate what we need, what we enjoy you know what's important to us and then we actually have a say in what happens going forward so I definitely wanted to um, mention that and did you have something yeah I was, I was gonna say you know it, sometimes folks folks are confused about what the city council does but you know I, I, I've kind of thought of an analogy it's, it's like a business uh, think of it like a, uh, a board of directors uh, you know you have of a business, you have a board of directors. The board of directors answer to the owners. Well, in this case, the city residents are the owners and the city council, we're the board of directors. And every four years, the owners vote to elect the board of electors, the board of directors, who would be city council. And then as the board of directors, city council, 
we work on behalf of the owners and the city. So if you put it in business terms, uh, the owners are each and every person listening to this call. You're, you're the real owner. We're just sitting in the office and have the ability to vote because you put us here. We don't, we don't own this seat just because you put us here. We have to earn this seat every four years. So uh, owners vote, elect us, and then we work on behalf of you. So uh, as, as Tiffany was saying, uh, there's the uh, Greensboro website, uh, the city of Greensboro's website, where you can contact any of us individually or jointly. Send us a letter, send us a note, call us. Our telephone numbers are out there. We want to hear from you because you're the owner. We're not the owner. You're the owner. And so you let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know what you want to see more of, less of. And then we'll sit down and talk about it. You know, we meet every uh, two times a month, the first and third Tuesdays. But of course, there are many other meetings that go on uh, between and around all those. But but officially, we have those two meeting meetings per month. And we're always happy to hear from you. Yeah. And just to mention, too, about the city council meetings, they're open to the public. They so, are open to the public. Yeah. So definitely show up. Um, if you have a concern, they open the floor up, you know, so it's a great way to start getting involved in your community and just see what's coming down the pipeline. Because, you know, you can be in those meetings while they're voting for these different things that will affect your life. Um, so it's important to get involved in that. So thank you so much, Hugh, for coming on the show today. Um, if people were interested in learning more about you, maybe your campaign, what you stand for, how can they find you? Uh, the best way to reach out to me is via my website. It's HughHolston.com. One word, HughHolston.com. And we'll, we'll be happy, happy for you to look and see what my cam campaign is about. It'd be nice to see. It'd be great for you to see what my campaign is about and to learn more about me, my background, my focus, and uh, how I plan to make Greensboro great using Tiffany's words. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And if you all did not catch any of that, we'll have all of those links in the show notes. So definitely check those out. Thank you so much, Hugh, for taking your time to speak to not only me, but to my audience, which is mostly this city. Um, so that way we can learn more about what happens. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention. Um, so the elections are coming up for all of this stuff. And um, I encourage you all please to get out there and vote. I know for the city council at large, there are three seats that are going up for election. And so you can vote for three different people. Like you don't have to just vote for one person. You can vote for three people and your vote still counts. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that was known as well. Um, I know that we're voting for city council, mayor, um, you know, I think county commission, all these different positions Judges, are sheriff. open. Mm -hmm. All that yeah. good stuff. If I can say there's just a couple things here. One is that, Tiffany, you, you mentioned the election calendar. Uh, early voting begins April 28th and runs through May 14th. And then the actual primary is May 17th, always on a Tuesday. And then the general election for city council is going to be, that schedule is uh, July 7 through July 24. And then the that election is July 26th. I want to simply say your vote is your voice and your vote is your power. Never, ever give up your voice or your power for any reason. You're the owners. Remember, you're the owners of this. 
and, and you're putting people in position to make decisions on behalf of you. So please, please um, get out and vote and uh, we'll see what goes from there. I'd be happy to have yeah. your vote. I'm not here to campaign, though. I'm just here to give information. Right, right. But I mean, but it's important, though. And mm -hmm. um, I guess just to close us out, because, you know, I, I'm now very, very passionate about these local elections because, you know, people always show up for president and all that stuff. But these are not the people that actually affect your life. Um, but if you don't like what's going on in your city, then do your research. I mean, you said April 28th is when things start off. You have, um, what, about a month to start getting some research in, looking around, seeing who's currently there, seeing what they voted for, doing your research, just to see what you're currently getting and what you could possibly get as well. So I wanted to emphasize that. Please do your research, y'all. What's important to you? There are people out there that support what's important to you. So you want to make sure those people are the ones that get into those seats. But thank you again, um, Hugh, for coming on. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.